high-performing business Monday individuals who want to work with their biochemistry to achieve success and optimal health. It's Friday, which means it's time for French Sharing Facts About Health, Business and Overall Success. In today's episode, we talk to Adele Spragan. Adele Spragan is an award-winning author, a thought leader, and an international speaker and trainer. She has been awarded the 2020 Women of Inspiration Award in 2021. She has she was recognized as the top behavior expert of the year. Her book, Shift Four Steps to Personal Empowerment, has won three awards and is sweeping the globe, transforming how people setting and achieving their goals. After decades of feeling stuck in patterns of procrastination, avoiding avoidance, and quitting all which has her living her life below, below her fullest potential, Adele set out a journey of discovery and learning. Her inquiry, why the personal and professional methodologies she was following did not work for her. The result is the creation of her four-step re-patterning technique, which she delivers through a member portal called the Pattern Maker Hub. Today, she supports thousands of globe, thousands globally to achieve extraordinary levels of happiness, peace of mind, prosperity, goal achievement, and life fulfillment. Some things that Adele absolutely loves doing is her favorite hobby is doing long, silent self-retreats, typically five days every two months. She loves long walks in nature, and she's in the process of buying some acreage where she can build her home's community retirement centers. Welcome to the Natural Health Podcast, Adele. Thank you, Mahela. Happy to be here. That's amazing. So look, tell me a little bit about these retreats i mean uh, individuals do these five-day silent retreats once since their lifetime but you've got here every two months what's happening here yes yeah, so a girlfriend of mine when we, when COVID hit we used to do them once a year and they used to do te- be 10-day retreats but when COVID hit we thought well there's nowhere to go so we rented a little airbnb and we did our own and we were hooked Mahela, I think I'm addicted to silent retreats, <laughs> getting off the web, just meditating for five days. Wow. I, I love it. So. so what did you do? So you and your mate rented an Airbnb. You didn't talk to each other. You, you did, no. what, what happened? Like, how did yeah. that go? So we, we planned out the menu before <laughs> we went into silence. Um, so we knew who was cooking what at what time. And then literally it's head down don't look at each other don't talk to each other we have a schedule so we follow the schedule and we come back together in five days <laughs> wow that's amazing i mean usually people go together and they can't stop talking they party they they eat they do all these things and just talk 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 but you're doing completely the opposite that's that's a movement yes yeah it really is it, it's um but you know what i just find that the the world out there today is so busy and I just find I watch my nervous system just come right down over the five days. And by the end of the five days, I'm just in such deep states of peace and tranquility and happiness that, like I said, I'm just addicted to it. I, I can't get enough. I think I was a nun in my past I love life. That. <laughs> <laughs> One of these silent, silent retreat nuns, right? <laughs> It's just the norm for you now. You're like, yep, I know how to deal with it. Because for me, um, there was once that I was going to do it um, a while ago, and I haven't, right? But even just the thought, it's just like, oh, it's overwhelming. So would you like to recommend maybe one day, two days? Is there anything that you would recommend at that? Um, I would recommend a minimum of three to start, to be honest with you. One day, you'll likely fall asleep in the first day because we're not used to just <laughs> listening to ourselves. 
as soon as we relax, our our brain goes, okay, it's bedtime, and just drifts off. So most people find in that first day they're just sleeping a lot. Um, by the second day, you're feeling a little bit more awake, and then by the third day, you'll really start to get some results. So I would recommend a minimum of three. Um, I find five is a really, really good number. About the fourth day is when I feel my nervous system relax entirely and go, okay, let's, and now this, she's serious now, I think is what it says. <laughs> and so at that point, um, you start to get some really great results. Yeah, wow. Okay. I've got it in my mind. We'll see how it goes. If I can book something away and just be silent for at least three days. <laughs> yeah. Well, my community now, because I've been telling them all about the results I'm getting, they're like, oh, can I join? So I'm thinking of live streaming a few of them just to see how it goes and just testing it out. So Mahala, if we ever start doing it full day time, you're welcome to join over there from Australia. You'll have to reverse your clock. You're, you're going to be in, awake in yeah. the night and sleeping during the day. <laughs> yeah, that's right. No, it sounds absolutely amazing. So, Del, tell us a little bit about yourself. I know I introduced you and you have such an amazing biography and, you know, it's probably an amazing life. But what has led you here? Like, what has happened in your life, the key journeys that has made Adele the way she is today? Yeah, I, I've been in the personal development industry for a very, very long time. I mean, I'm, I turned 60 this year, so I've been on this journey since I was 25. And for the first, I would say 40, um, no, not 40 years, that's really aging me. <laughs> the first 30 years, 25, 30 years, I was following, Mihaela, all the traditional methods for personal development. So positive thinking and affirmations and willpower, everything that coaches were telling me to do, um, personal development industry was telling me to do, I would do it. And I was committed. I mean, my goodness, I wanted to heal myself. I had a high, high level of anxiety that I just couldn't break free of. I was having panic attacks. I was quitting everything that I started. And so I was really invested in what's wrong with me. And Everything I tried never seemed to really accomplish what I was trying to accomplish. So I thought, okay, at some point I just went, it can't be me. It's got to be something wrong with the operating instructions we've been given. So I took myself to university and I started to study this human brain of ours. Like, how does this thing function and how is it working? And sure enough, I discovered, yeah, we're using the wrong operating instructions. So I created new ones and I started teaching them. And people started to get these amazing results. And my pattern, my panic attacks disappeared entirely as I started to use this technique. And then I realized I was no longer quitting. In fact, when I checked inside myself for, am I going to quit? There was just nothing there that, that was stopping me anymore. And I went, this is remarkable. So I took it online and I started teaching all over the world. And it's incredible what happens when we know how to work the brain the way it's designed to work. And it does have a particular way that it functions and we're not using it optimally. We're not using it to get to our goals. So that's what I teach today. And I've taught thousands of people and it's incredible what we can do. Yeah, it would have been frustrating, like you said, back in the days, you're doing the positive thinking, you're doing the affirmations, you're following the system that was told and you just weren't getting anywhere. That would have built yeah. up a lot of frustration. 
Yeah, and worse, I found that the the affirmations and the positive thinking actually was feeding more of my anxiety. So I was born with a high level of anxiety. Uh, it's just the way my brain is wired. And so, um, but the more I tried to think positive and couldn't because my brain was always worrying and panicking, the more I would become nervous about my uh, inability to think positive. So it actually had a, an opposite effect on me. It was making it worse. And that's probably one of the reasons that I started to think, okay, there's got to be something else. It can't be just me. And so, yeah, like, yeah, like it sure was frustrating. The, I'm sure the audience can reflect to the same as you. They they would find that frustrating too. And they're like, oh my gosh, Adele, I've been there too. You know, where they get frustrated. They have all these affirmations written all around the mirrors, mm -hmm. around the walls, in their diaries. Um, yeah, so what did you go and study? So I went, I studied humanities. I didn't want to study psychology or neuroscience or anything like that because I really wanted to look at a broad perspective and I wanted to study the human mind and the human equation from all different um, diverse, broad range of knowledge. And I think that's one of the other reasons that I came to the conclusion that we're using the wrong operating instructions because I wasn't locked in to what other people had already determined was the truth, right? And it allowed me to really rethink everything and look at it differently. And so, you know, what I teach today is very simple and yet highly, highly effective. Like right now, Mihaela, you and I, you think that you're having a conversation with somebody called Adele, correct? And you see me on the screen. And if I said, can you point to me, you would likely point your finger at your screen and you'd say you're over there. But when we know how the brain works, we have to rethink that because here is my brain inside this dark, silent room called a skull in which there's no sound, there's no taste, there's no touch, there's nothing in here other than these neural pathways that my brain uses. So from the moment you and I met, mm -hmm. my brain formed a pattern called Mahela, and that's what it's actually interacting with, Okay. Does that make sense? So I now have a pattern in my mm -hmm. brain that I'm having a conversation with. Well, when we think about that, that puts the power right inside my brain. Because let's say that I don't like you for some reason, and I do, so forgive me. But let's just say that I don't for whatever <laughs> reason, right? Then it's up to me to let go of the pattern that my brain created for you, and then my brain will create another one. So no matter what situation I'm in, as long as I remember that it's my brain creating the situation, I'm empowered. But as soon as I got to change the situation out here, I'm a victim. And that's what I kept trying to do. I kept trying to change the outside world or I kept trying to change myself to fit the outside world, right? But both of those I discovered yeah. are brain patterns. So I... I created a method to subtract the brain pattern. That's what we do. We subtract what doesn't work by removing the brain pattern. Wow. Like we've literally been talking for 10 minutes and you've already blown my mind. <laughs> I can't wait to see what else is coming, but that's so interesting that you said that, you know, our brain thinks, yes, you're talking to my hair, it's on the screen. That's the person it is. But and when it's inside your brain, you have full control over it. And therefore you're not a victim anymore. That's right. That's right. And that is the biggest, best thing that anybody can get is the gift of not needing to be a victim of our circumstances or even of our own behaviors, right? 
because that traps us. We get trapped inside of I've got to fix this or change this. So my motto is nothing to fix, everything to be. All you have to do is identify what doesn't work. I'm going to teach you how to let it go. And then boom, your brain will immediately create a brand new pattern. And we're going to, it, this new pattern is going to take you in the direction you want to go. So it's, yeah, so effective. Yeah. And you even said uh, the part that stuck to me is you said that we try and change ourselves to fit <laughs> the external world or to fit this positive thinking or to fit these affirmations or to fit the image of who I should be to achieve these goals or who I should be to achieve whatever I need to achieve. Wow. So, yeah. you know, and, that, and that's where the, I guess the frustration comes in, the resistance, the friction when we try and change ourselves, when you're saying just be you. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, be, be you, but be, ah, okay. Yeah. That's a really interesting comment. Just be you. So if I can speak into that, this may be helpful. We have this idea today that being you is, um, is something fixed. Okay. Something stable, something consistent through time and space, the authentic me, right? And we keep looking for this authentic me. But the beautiful thing about the human brain is it is adaptable. In fact, that's its own, that's its number one and best strength is its adaptability. And if you can remember that all you are is a pattern in any given situation, okay, let me back it up. I'm going to make this easier. <laughs> Mahalo, are you the same person talking in this interview with me as you are at home with your partner, say? Are you the same person, do you think? Yes. Some of you yes are and no. Yes and no. Both. Yes and no, right? Like yes and I, no. Yes and no. Both. Yes and no. If you're, if you're sitting on a beach, you're probably going to be a different person than if you're sitting in the office, right? If you're talking to the Queen of England, you're probably going to be a different person than if you're talking to me, right? I mean, you're going to, you're going to adapt accordingly, according to the situation. That is the power of humanity. We are adaptable. In fact, that's our biggest strength, adaptability. And we're, we're mm -hmm. actually, the best definition of a human being that I can give you is, is actually a shapeshifter. We are shaped by our environment and we transform within each environment we're in. Okay, where's this authentic self we're all seeking? What, what are we looking for, right? When our power is in our adaptability, why are we all trying to cram ourselves into a box where we have to be authentic? So that's the other thing I realized. I realized, oh, hang on a minute. Sometimes I'm this way. Sometimes I'm this way. And my only question then became, who am I being in this situation? And does it work for the situation I'm in? And if it doesn't work, then I have a tool that I could let it go. And then I would become a different person, a different, a different facet of myself, a different shapeshifter, right, into that situation. And at that point, all of my disempowered beliefs about myself disappeared. All of my disempowering behaviors, such as my fears, my panic, my nervousness on the stage, all of that disappeared because I didn't have to be something. I could just let go of what didn't work. Okay. Wow. I'm going to let you ask <laughs> questions because I just gave you a whole lot. No, no, I so. love this. <laughs> I love this. I love this. Shapeshifters, be adaptable. 
uh, looking for that authentic you may not be the answer because you're actually boxing yourself in and, and creating maybe a little bit of um, and more anxiety, more nervous system activation because then you have to live up to this so-called authentic yourself every single time if you are at the beach, if you are at work, if you're doing this and suddenly you have to be this. But essentially you're saying with the situation around us allows us to adapt and that, that's actually a benefit for us. So how do we then actually find out who we are? Ah, that's a great question. I like to say who we are in any given situation is a pattern. So I'm going to describe what a pattern is and that will help. There is one way to look at a pattern which I've already given you, which is like a neural pathway in the brain, right? So the moment I'm, you and I met, our brain caused a pattern out of everything that we know from our past, right? So you have um, patterns that you created for people in your past and I am likely a little touch of, you know, your Aunt Sarah and a little bit of this person over there that you met and everything like that coming into how you're going to relate to me. Okay? All right. The same is true of you for you. Does that make sense? So inside you, in any yes. given situation, you have a pattern that your brain creates for who you should be and who you ought to be. Right? And it's that pattern that you try and become in that situation. If we let that go and just arise optimally, just let the situation guide who we're going to be, that becomes our authentic self in that situation. It's authentic for that moment, right? Then next situation, we're going to let that one go and become a brand new version of Mihaela in the next situation. And that's who we become. So we are actually what I call the pattern maker. That's how I, I, I like to call it. The pattern maker, your brain is the <laughs> creator of patterns. If you can remember that, it's like, oh, yeah, okay. I don't have to worry about who I'm going to be to be authentic. I just have to let go of a me that is not working in this situation. Your brain will create another one and you'll be much more comfortable in the situation you're in. Wow. So what I'm hearing is there's a lot of creation and there's a lot of transformation and also maybe even death if you want to put that in there. So you're kind of always making a new one and then transforming and dying off and then making, transforming and dying off. Um, essentially find that authentic self of you in that moment, which may not be there ever again. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That idea of, of death may scare people. So we could say letting go rather than dying because, you know, there's yeah. always part of you that the physical part stays, but the manifestation of you mm. within this physical body can transform in any given situation. Yeah. yeah, letting go, letting go. We'll, we'll use letting go when you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> Most people like are afraid. That. I like that. <laughs> yeah. We stop all of our patterns, don't we, when that happens? Mm -hmm. <laughs> all of our patterns finish. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Did you want to add something else to that, Adele? Um, if it makes sense, you're welcome to ask any questions because, you know, what I teach is different yeah. from how we're typically taught to see ourselves. It's not, it's not wrong how we're taught to see ourselves. It just limits us all the time. And how so, are we taught to see ourselves? 
Well, you're taught to see yourself as somebody who is born, and that person grows and, and changes throughout their life. You are taught that you have a personality that continues from the time you were little all the way through to old age. And you are taught that you are limited in how much of that personality you can change. So there's parts of you that a personality test would pick up on. Uh, and I'm not saying this is true. I'm saying this is what we're taught. Personality tests will pick up on that will be consistent. So whether you're 20 or whether you're 60, that part of your personality will remain. And we're constantly being taught that in so many different subtle and and overt messages, such as take personality test or do this, do that, that we fail to see the adaptability of our true nature. And once we are taught that we're a personality, frankly, we keep living into that personality. Oh, no, I'm an introvert. So, you know, I can't, I can't go out there and speak on stage. I'm an introvert. No, you don't understand. You don't get it, Mahela. Don't ask me to do that. I'm an introvert, right? And so we keep almost mm. creating our own reality over and over and over again instead of letting go of the pattern that says introvert, the pattern that believes it's an introvert, and then seeing, hey, am I really an introvert? No, sometimes I am, sometimes I'm not, sometimes I'm total extrovert, right? And just allowing the situation to drive who you need to be. Yeah, and by you saying that, it just makes me think of how important words are that people put upon us. Uh, for example, our parents, um, you know, you are an academic or you are a lawyer or you are whatever it is or you're bad or you're all those negative things they can say. And therefore then us as an individual, we want, we grow into that. It's like yeah. I've been told that, so therefore I am that and I'm unable to change that. And therefore I am a criminal and I end up in jail, for example, yeah. like that's extreme. Or the other way, I am an academic, and therefore I'm really good at uni and therefore I'm going to get a degree and I've got five degrees. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, or rebel against it, right? We can go the other way too. No, I'm not going to be the good girl, so I'm going to be the bad girl, right? <laughs> like, but yes, you're right. We are shaped by those labels and, um, and we get trapped in them. And there's many, and many they come studies from everywhere, that show that. everywhere. Yeah, yeah, everywhere. And because you're, it, it's also a sign actually of the adaptability of your brain. So as soon as you're given a label, your brain will adapt to fit that label. So they've done studies in school where teachers are told uh, that this person is gifted and this student is gifted, and they're not. They just they just throw somebody a gifted label. And sure enough, that student ends up excelling in that class because the teacher believes they're gifted, right? So that just shows how adaptable our brains are. As soon as they've given a label, we'll live into it. So, yeah, don't let anybody label you. You are adaptability itself. Your brain is brilliant. So if somebody says you are X, Y, Z, mm-mm, challenge it. Don't believe it. Yeah. Can we use that for a positive for ourselves? So, for example, we say, for example, today, let's say, um, I wanted to be one of the best podcast interviewers. And before the podcast interview, I say something like, you know, I am such a good podcast interviewer. And therefore, I become that. Can we use that for an advantage for us? You can, but like I said, you've got to be careful about messages like that because if you, if there's part of your subconscious that doesn't believe it, right, then you're going to feel even doubly worse about yourself because not only do you not feel like a good podcast interviewer, now you're telling yourself you should be 
and it feels like you're a failure at that point. Right? And that's what I kept doing. Like, I am this, this, this. I would mm-hmm. do affirmations. And then afterwards, I beat myself up because I wasn't that, and I didn't feel like that, and I didn't behave like that, and so it just made things worse for me. So I always like to say, be very gentle with yourself. There's there's nothing you need to be. In fact, here, I'm going to give you guys the new operating instructions, (laughs) okay? (laughs) Let's do it like this. Set a goal. Now, the next step is not to say, how do I get to that goal? Okay, those are the wrong operating instructions. So your mind will immediately be thinking, well, I've got to do this, I've got to do this, I've got to do this. So just just park all of that. Your next question is this. Why do I not have that goal today? Okay, when you think about it, your brain will start to offer you a whole bunch of beliefs about yourself, about the situation, about You know, I don't have money. I don't have time. All of that's going to come up, right? It'll offer you a whole bunch of behaviors. Oh, well, I'm not that because I'm nervous about getting on the stage or whatever it says, right? It You'll start to notice a whole bunch of actions that you're not taking. Okay, great. You're going to remove all of those. I'm going to give you a technique, and you can get a copy of my book for free on my website. It has a complete technique in there. So go get my book. Use that technique to remove what's between you and that goal. Just keep removing those actions, behaviors, beliefs. At that point, can you see how there's nothing between you anymore in that goal? Can you see that? And so, boom, you just have the goal. You'll just be taking the right actions to get there. Okay? So that's the new operating instructions. We're going to use a method of subtraction instead of addition. I'm a great podcast interviewer. That's a method of addition. Now you have to be something, fix something, change something. Oh, I don't feel like a good interviewer. Hmm. Okay, I'm just going to remove that belief. Boom, you're an excellent interviewer. See? Because your brain will adapt to become a good interviewer. Make sense? Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I I love the subtraction, not the addition. It just seems easier. It seems flowing. It seems just, just, yeah, it just is like, it just seems to go. Yeah. Yeah. It's so freeing and liberating. Less resistance. Yes. Less resistance, less fighting ourselves, less need to be perfect, less worry about what we're going to do and what mistakes we're going to make. If you're making a mistake, that's okay. Let it go. Next time you won't. Right. So whatever it is that you're doing, that. just let it go. If you make a mistake, just let it go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Done something, just let it go. And then your brain will fit into it and adapt for you to be who you know who you need to be to achieve what you need to achieve. Yes. Right on. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And and you've seen that work for you, you've seen it work for individuals around you. Yes. Yes. In fact, you know, I've now worked with thousands of people. It's surprising to me when it doesn't work because the brain, I mean, you know, if we just go back to the brain, it has plasticity. It is constantly rewiring itself. We're just going to give it a technique to help it do that systematically. Right now it does it spontaneously, okay, once in a while. So when does it create a new pattern? Well, when it doesn't have a pattern for the situation you're in. So let's say, Mihaela, you have never done a podcast interview before, right? 
the first time you come to do a podcast interview, your brain's working really hard. It's piecing together as much as it can to give you the right action to take. But once you've done it a few times, then it just settles into those patterns and it just takes those same actions over and over again, right? Now, um, mm. it does that naturally every time you face something brand new. So what we need to do is we need to look at the situation that you're in, that you're repeating the same mistake over and over again. That is a pattern. And just use a technique just to remove it. And now your brain will create a brand new pattern again. And boom, off we go. So our brain is constantly trying to fit into our situations and align us best with our situations. All it needs is a little nudge in that direction every once in a while. And that's what repatterning is all about. Yeah, instead of allowing it to be spontaneous, it's kind of like, here's a system that's proven to work. Uh, let's let's put that in and let's get the results that we need to get. Uh, Adele, so I know we've spoken a little bit about it, but, what, you know, you said you were procrastinating, you were overwhelmed, you had anxiety. I can imagine the people listening, the audience listening is, has been there too, where they've, you know, set a goal, but then they're procrastinating. What is the root, root cause of that? Ah, great question. I'm going to say something and you may at first go, no way. Okay. Human beings do not procrastinate. We avoid. So what you need to know is what is it that you're avoiding? Okay. There's something about that next step that your brain does not want to take. Maybe there's a fear there. Maybe there's, um, some belief that you're going to be, I don't know, I'll make something up, mocked or judged, or you're going to trip and fall or, right, whatever. There's something about that next step that you're not taking, that you're avoiding taking for a reason. Once you uncover what that is, and that's, you know, that I say is the hardest thing to do about this whole technique. Identify the right problem. Okay. Most people work really, really hard on the wrong problem. But once you know what the problem <laughs> is and what you're avoiding, then you can remove the pattern that is avoiding. And then the procrastination goes away. Okay. So as soon as I got that, I realized, oh yeah, what I'm really avoiding for me was this fear of being on the stage. I was terrified of public speaking. It just stopped me dead. I had such a huge people pleasing pattern, Mihaela. I would panic every time I upset somebody. Every time I said something and I thought I saw them uh, judging me or disliking me in some way, oh, my gosh, I would have a panic attack. And so as soon as I got that's why I'm avoiding, that's what I'm procrastinating, I'm avoiding that feeling, then I knew what to do. I had to remove that pattern that was trying to people please. Yeah, and look at you. You're amazing now. You're such a good speaker. And, you know, oh, you're thank you. Thigh, you've achieved what you needed to achieve. That is amazing. It's interesting. The question is, is not why am I procrastinating, but like, what am I avoiding? What feeling am I avoiding? Um, asking myself that, that, that's an interesting question. And it is always a feeling. It's never um, anything else. It's not like you're avoiding something on the outside. It's an internal experience that you're avoiding. Discover what that is, and you'll know what to do. Get my book. Mm, my <laughs> Get brain's, the technique. Yeah, yeah my brain's just going boom, 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 boom. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And how do we how do we make decisions? Um, now that you know, we've removed that, like, how do we go ahead and make decisions that we need to make? Like, does it just happen automatically in our brain? Like, do we wake up and we go, today we're doing this, we're not doing this? Like, 
how, how do we, from your experience, how does that happen? So our conscious mind, they, um, you know, I, I throw statistics out there and honestly, nobody knows exactly. But let's say the conscious mind knows about 10% of what the subconscious knows, okay? It really is filtering through a very narrow lens what it believes it knows. Our subconscious is brilliant, it has been given such a bad rap. I mean, you know, we've been told that our subconscious will sabotage us and all of this Freudian nonsense. It's not true. Every aspect of your brain is pulling for your success. If we can get the conscious mind out of the way, the subconscious knows exactly what you need to do to succeed. Okay? But here's the difference. Your conscious mind will, again, create those steps, and it will say A will lead to B, will lead to C, will lead to D, and there, then you'll be successful. The subconscious mind works differently. It goes, okay, I know Mahela is trying to get to D, okay, and, uh, and you're at A, and it knows that you want success in business. But the subconscious goes, all right, if she's going to have success in business, we first need to deal with this relationship over there, and you'll take a step in this direction. And then we have to deal with this over here, and so you'll take a step over there. Oh, and then there's a money pattern over here that needs correcting, so you'll take a step over here. And before you know it, you're way past D. You're actually at the end of the alphabet going, oh, my goodness, look what I've done. Look what I've succeeded at. Woohoo! And it's all been done by the subconscious decision-making patterns in your brain that know exactly where you want to go and know how to get you there much more effectively than the conscious mind could ever do. Just think about how many people achieve a goal in our today's world and are miserable when they get there. That's the conscious mind's decision-making pattern. <laughs> it just keeps making decisions that lead us in a direction we really don't want to be in. The subconscious won't do that to you. And it'll take you where you want to go and beyond, but you'll be happy when you get there. Yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah, there's a lot of individuals who believe once they achieve that goal or whatever that is for them, they'll be happy or be successful and then they're miserable. And you're saying that uh, because they followed their conscious mind and ticked off those goals that, that they followed consciously and not listened to the subconscious, which led them through this beautiful pathway, achieving not just the end goal, but also goals along the way. Exactly. You got it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. We, well, we have only blown. just tapped I love this. Into, I love this. Yeah. We've only just tapped into the remarkable way that our brain functions and how it can function if we know how to use it. I mean, we're, neuroscience is just at the tip of the iceberg of what's available. So, yeah, it, it really is true. The subconscious is brilliant. The conscious mind is the dumb cousin. That's how I look at it. <laughs> I love that. That's, that's brilliant. So essentially, we just need to tune in and allow our subconscious to do what it needs to be um, by also following a system in a way also and not letting it just be spontaneous. Yes, yes. And that system is you're going to identify the problem and remove the problem. Don't worry about the, the solution. That's up to your subconscious. Your conscious mind's job is to identify the problem and remove it. And then the subconscious can do its work. Yeah, it's so interesting. Talking to someone who's very, uh, has goals, is logical and things like that, and but you saying don't worry about the solution makes me go, oh, what do you mean don't worry about the solution? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's 
so interesting because I'm like, well, that's that, that's 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 it. That's what we're taught to do. We're taught to find the solution and work backwards on how to get to that solution, right? Um, but if I follow that, I'm not going to be happy and um, I might get there. That's what you're saying. Well, you might be happy or you might not be happy, right? There's no guarantee. Um, and also, yes. you know, I, I know it seems scary, but that's because we've been educated to think that the subconscious will sabotage us. That's why it seems so scary to us. But once we do it and we get the result and we go, wow, like that was surprising. I didn't know I was going to say that, do that, be that. And yet it worked for me and for everybody around me. Then, then, you know, you kind of settle into letting go of that fear and going, okay, I'll try it again. I'll try it again. And you're tipping toe at first, like you're, but soon you're just dancing on the branches of life. It's like, go ahead, bring it on. <laughs> Whatever you want to throw at me, I can take it. Right? <laughs> Yes, if you experience it once, I guess you'd be like, okay, it went okay the first time. I'll go do it again. And then you went okay, and like you said, and then you're just like, oh, this is amazing. This is the way I live life now. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Now, simple so isn't always easy. Us... Because, yeah. you know, like yes. sometimes we hit um, problems where we think we're really invested in their success, and then the conscious mind will struggle to um, not not come up with its solutions. But, you know, you just have some support and you just keep tiptoeing, keep tiptoeing. And eventually it's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, I interrupted yeah. you, Mihaela. Go ahead. No, that's all good, Adele. Um, I was going to talk about the topic about control and us trying to control outcomes, us as humans trying to control, I guess, people, behaviors, outcomes, things around us. Why, why are we so wanting to control things? Like, why is this, why is this within us? Like, why do we want to control things in our lives at all? Yeah, that's a really great question. Um, we have over-educated and over-prioritized the left hemisphere of our brain over the right hemisphere. And the left hemisphere of our brain is all about control and it's all about knowing what you need to do. So the left hemisphere operates like this. It takes everything that you learned yesterday or everything up till yesterday in your past, and it uses it to predict what is going to happen next in your future. Okay. And it's constantly doing that. It just does it automatically. It's how it functions. Okay. And there's nothing wrong with that. that that's a vital part of your brain. But the problem is, is we've become largely cut off from the right hemisphere of our brain. And the right hemisphere of our brain is all about the here and now. It's all about this immediate moment. And it's here in the right hemisphere where we gain the context of the situation. So it, when our brain functions optimally, it communicates readily between these two hemispheres. But what's happened today in our left brain world is because we've overeducated the left hemisphere, we get trapped in there. And that's where we start to try and control our environment, control ourselves, control each other, because we're trying to predict the future. Well, frankly, the future is unpredictable. <laughs> Let's get real here, right? We don't know where we're going. None of us do at this point on this planet. So what we're better off doing is building, strengthening the connection to our right hemisphere, because our right hemisphere is much better able to to deliver an optimal solution for the situation you're in now, in this moment, okay? Not relying on the past created patterns. Well, that's the other thing that this repatterning technique will do. It, it naturally builds that bridge 
back to the right hemisphere. And it just happens automatically every time you apply this four-step repatterning technique that you'll learn in my book, okay? It's just happening automatically. So you don't have to worry about doing that. It's not something you're going to strive to do. But that's your answer to why are we so controlling? It's because it, we're trying to predict a future that's unpredictable and trying to make it line up with a past that's already gone by. Okay. Did that answer your question? It was a long answer to Absolutely a short question. <laughs> no, I love that. I love that. I was following along well, the whole way and I was just thinking, yes, it's that connection between the left and the right. And, you know, you're so right in the sense that our left hemisphere has been, you know, pushed and produced and told to think like that and do that. Um, even when you look at um, the subjects that we have at school or the mm -hmm. careers that we follow or the careers that are put on a pedestal, they're mainly left brain, not so much the right brain. Right. Um, whereas the right brain is kind of seen as in like, oh yeah, you're just doing a hobby. <laughs> well, that's not a career, you know? Um, yeah, it's so interesting. Yes, yes, exactly. It, it, we really have undervalued what the right hemisphere is bringing us and in so many ways and you know there's so much research now that is supporting this it's our right hemisphere that actually knows a lot more than our left hemisphere does but cannot communicate because the language center of our brain is in the left hemisphere but if we can build that connection to the right it actually can guide us much better than the left hemisphere ever can yeah, it's that bridge. It's that bridge. I know that you have the four-step repatterning technique in your book, and 100% everyone should jump on um, your website, which I'll put the link in the show notes. Are you able to give us a summary? Because I know it's a book, and it will take like hours to go into it. Are you able to give us just maybe a little bit of a summary, Adele, on the four steps? Sure. Um, so step one, it's four steps. Step one is to identify a pattern. So I'll just I'll give you a, a easy way to identify a pattern. Remember I said we're looking for actions, behaviors, beliefs that don't work, okay? So what I'd like you to do is think of your brain as an iceberg. The top of the water is all of your actions, all of your behaviors, all of your belief. Everything that you do, think, feel, is we're going to put it at the top of the water, okay? Below the water is where your brain patterns lie. So the first step is to identify the pattern that is under the action, behavior, belief that does not work. So you're going to find something that doesn't work for you, an action, a behavior, a belief. Under that, there runs a pattern. Here is my simple definition of a pattern. A pattern is an intertwined physical sensation, emotion, and thought. Three aspects of your being come together. It results in a particular action. Sensation, emotion, mental activity, thought. Okay? You're going to identify that pattern. That's step one. Step two, we're going to flip the switch. We're so used, like I said initially, we're so used to thinking that the problem is out there or the problem is in us. No, the problem is in the pattern. So what I want you to do in step two is you're going to own it as a pattern. I created that pattern. That's my brain pattern. I created it. This is going to empower you. It's going to put the problem, the solution back in your pocket. Okay. Step three is a Space that you're going to create where you're going to deconstruct this pattern. Now, that step's a little tricky for me to describe quickly in a few sentences. So it's all in my book, and it, there's a whole chapter that explains it. But basically what you're doing is you're going to tease apart that brain pattern, that neural pathway in your brain. At that point, your brain's going to snap into a new channel. 
You're gonna, it's going to upgrade it for you. So the fourth step is you're going to use a technique to trust that the new action that you're going to take, given by the new pattern, is going to take you in the direction you want to go. So I'll just go back and start again. Step one, identify. Step two, own it. It's a pattern. It's not you. It's not the problem. It's not the situation. Step three, you're going to deconstruct. Step four, you're going to trust in yourself and your subconscious wisdom to take you in the direction you want to go. Good? Amazing. Amazing. I love it. I love it. And definitely get onto the book so you can uh, do step three a little bit more detailed and follow through. Um, Adele, yeah, those four steps make sense. And I love the second one where you own it because you said it gives you the power or, the, or, or it gives you uh, to be able to come up with a solution. Um, it's not outside of yourself. It's in, right? That's right. The wisdom is in, not out there. And we'll come up with it. <laughs> And then the fourth one, trust yourself. Uh, I guess that might be a bit hard for some people. Um, you know, step one, step two, step three, boom, boom, done, easy. And then step four, trust. It's like, whoa, what do you mean? Yes. <laughs> yes. But in my some classes, may, I have this. Struggle with that. I have this brilliant video that I use in my classes, and it shows just how trustworthy your subconscious is. Here's something that most people don't know. Everything that you have ever seen, heard, touched, tasted, smelled is stored in the subconscious regions of your brain. Everything from the moment you were born. And there's this brilliant video in my classes that proves that. That actually proves that everything that you've ever seen, heard, touched, tasted, smelled is stored somewhere in your subconscious. Now, it's not in a conscious way that you can tap in and say, what was I doing on May 3rd, 2002? No, it's not like that, okay? But it's there in what I call the vast warehouse within. And when you let go of the conscious mind's idea of what you need to do and the action, behavior, belief that you're convinced you need to take, when you let that go, your subconscious taps into that warehouse and pulls out from there the most optimal decision for you, for this situation, for the moment you're in right now. Okay, how much, just think about it for a moment, how much have you seen, heard, tasted, smelled, and touched in your lifetime, right? How many books have you read? How many things have you, how many things on TV have you seen? How many podcasts have you listened to? Like, just think about the vast amount of information that's available to you if you can get out of your own way and let your subconscious tap in there. And that's where the trust comes from. It's like, Oh, hang on a minute. Okay, it's not that I need to know where to go. In fact, if I don't know where to go and let my subconscious guide me, I'm much better off, right? Yeah, much better off if you actually trust that subconscious. And I guess it would be important what you feel, touch, see, smell, hear. I guess all of that is as important that because it makes up your subconscious so you know it, it is very important to what you've been exposed to in life too i'm guessing mm -hmm. absolutely and i always suggest to a pattern maker to somebody who's using this technique go feed your vast warehouse just go feed it feed it with a whole bunch of different opinions different stuff like if you're interested in a topic don't just stick to what you already know Go research somebody who's got a totally opposite idea because all you're doing is just feeding. 
once you fed, then you can get your pattern out of the way. And this gives your your subconscious more to play with, more to take you in the direction you want to go. And I think, Michaela, that's, that's Michaela. Well, it's one of the things that I did when I went to university because I wasn't studying a narrow path and I was studying a whole bunch of different disciplines. That's how I created this technique. But, you know, I come up with this, but everybody has their unique vast warehouse filled with stuff that they have, right? And so just feed it, feed it tons, and then you're going to come up with something brilliant. Yeah, I love looking at the opposite. Like you said, if you have an argument that you strongly believe, uh, listening to the individuals that might have completely opposite um, or or you know, getting on podcasts, reading research articles that go against what you believe or what you have read previously. I think that's uh, mind-blowing and it puts a perspective, a uh, reasonable perspective in your brain to make a decision, I guess. Yes, absolutely. And, and a decision that will not only take care of you, but take care of everybody around you, right? Including those people who have the opposite opinion. So, yeah, it's... Um, your brain's great. Just just go feed it. <laughs> just like you would feed your, your <laughs> body, <that>. right? <laughs> I love that. I love that you see a positive view on our subconscious. I love that you see a positive view on our brain. I love that, you know, you say trust yourself because you have the answers within you. They're not without, outside of you. And therefore, you know, there's no need for you to be a victim, which a lot of individuals fall into, and therefore they freeze and don't action and don't achieve what they want to achieve. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That's that's, that's absolutely amazing, Adele. Um, Adele, what would be some tips for the audience besides jumping on and reading your book? But what would be some practical tips that you could put in? For the audience to shift their patterns and take, um, yeah, to be able to shift their patterns, what would be some things that they could take action now? So the best thing to do um, is just do even step one of the four-step technique, and I can teach you how to do that right now. So let's say you're doing something and it's not working for you. So um, everybody can choose probably something, right? Like. Um, getting into conflict with somebody maybe, or they have a goal and they're procrastinating or you're avoiding something. Okay. Stop looking out there and just close your eyes and turn your focus inside. When you think about that problem, that issue, notice how you're feeling. So what's your emotion? And try to narrow it to one. So if your mind's jumping around and you know, when you're feeling angry and upset and all of this stuff, just try and focus in on one emotion. Now notice where that is in the body. Or you might notice it's in the stomach or in the head or in the throat. And now allow your mind just to put one thought around this experience. Maybe I'm not good enough or, you know, that person is such and such. Just one thought. That's all you need. Okay, now. I'd like you to create a space of observation. So our brain is brilliant. It's able to witness itself. So just witness how this feels, how this pattern feels in the body. And I'm just going to go quiet for about 10 seconds as you do that. Great. You just did step one. Now, 
that itself is going to start to empower you because it will stop you from trying to solve it out there and it will start to flip that switch to, oh yeah, hang on, that's a pattern in my brain, okay? So this, there's a lot that is happening in each and every step and each and every step is doing something really different in the subconscious. The first step is you're going to stop. Typically when we have a problem, it feels huge, right? And we don't know how to focus in in order to identify what that issue is. Well, this is going to start the process of narrowing it down to something that you can hold on to. You're going to use language. You're going to name the emotion, name the sensation, name the thought. That's using language to sort of freeze the problem for just a second. Just freeze it so you can watch it, okay? Then you're going to use that powerful frontal lobe to just observe it. Okay, even that builds a lot of resilience and a lot of power around what it is that you're facing. So even just that first step is really helpful. Do it for a week. See how you feel, okay? Whatever you observe in that space of observation is just an observation. There's nothing to fix, nothing you need to do with that information. You're just observing and then just let it go. Go about your day. Do something else. Do it twice a day, two times a day. Okay, see, what, see how you feel at the end of the week. You'll feel a lot better. Yeah, that was great, uh, you leading us through it. Um, I went through it, I'm sure the audience did, and it's like, wow, hmm, interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. <laughs> Excellent. Don't really sit there and think about that. That's right. We don't. So we don't. That. We, we spend so much time spinning around in solution that we don't just pause mm. to just ask ourselves, how are we relating to this problem, right? We, we're not encouraged to do that. In fact, you're encouraged not to do that. So I give you permission to just ask yourself, how do I feel <laughs> right now, here? <laughs> I like that. I give you permission. Um, that's absolutely beautiful. Yeah, wow, Adele, you just gave us so much information through this interview, this time that we spent with you. Um, it's just mind-blowing. I'm sure the audience got so much out of it. I know I did. And it's just made me think and go, hmm, interesting. Who am I? Who is the authentic me? I'm adaptable. I can change. I don't need control. Just let it go. Like all these little keywords are just popping in and it's like, hmm, let go of the solution. All right, cool, cool, cool. Definitely. I love it. Uh, I love awesome. that everything that you shared with us today um, and definitely the audience should jump on your website and download your book so they can get a bit more information on it. Um, yeah, and contact you if they want to work with you or if they have any questions. Um, is there anything else that you want to say, Adele, before we close off for today? Um, you know, the best thing that I can tell you is allow yourself to show up brand new. Just allow yourself just to not know yourself in this situation. And just um, see who you become, okay? Rather than clinging to this idea that you're something and that you're broken and all of that, just give yourself permission to just see who you become right here, right now. I love that. Thank you. Thank you so much, Adele. Um, thank you for joining us on Natural Podcast. And remember, the missing link between failure and success is your help.
information provided here is the opinion of Mahela Raguz and is for information purposes only and does not constitute medical advice. It is not intended to provide medical advice or take the place of medical advice or any current treatment you're undertaking. Consult your own medical professionals for any medical issues that you may be having. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the Natural Health Podcast. It is advised that you consult your doctor or healthcare professional in relation to any health concerns you may be having. Mahela Raguz does not take responsibility for any health consequences which occur from a person listening, viewing or reading this content. And in the circumstances of Sheldon Natural Podcast, Mahela Raguz, any guests or contributors to the Natural Podcast or any employees, associates or affiliates of Mahela Raguz be responsible for damages arising from the information provided on the Natural Podcast. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical conditions in either yourself or others. Please note, if you're taking prescription, do not stop your medication or start a new protocol, including but not limited to supplements, diet, lifestyle changes without consulting a doctor or healthcare professional. If you or any person has a medical concern, you should consult with your healthcare provider or seek other professional medical advice. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something that you have read or heard on the natural podcast or in any linked materials. If you think you may have a medical emergency, call your doctor or emergency services immediately. Neither Mahela Raguz nor the publisher of this context takes responsibility for the possible health consequences of any person or persons reading or listening or following the information in educational content.